Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers here on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Ryan Sowers, and we're here broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. On every episode, as you by far now know, it's marketing, it's sales, it's branding, it's entrepreneurship, and human communications. And I'm super excited, as always, to have my co-host, Jane Bishop, owner of Take the Next Step with me. How are you today, Jane? Oh, doing great, Ryan. It's always a good day when I'm in the studio with Marketing Matters. Well, thank you. And before we forget, folks, janebishop.live. janebishop.live. So check her out right now as you're listening. And But enough about us. Enough about we, us. We have no, a one, no one wants to talk no, about us. No, that's not we the have, purpose. We have Cliff Daniels, owner of Chick-fil-A, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Stone Mountain with us in the studio. How are you doing, Cliff? Just another day in chicken paradise, brother. All right. That's right. And this is a man that not only is a friend, he's a colleague, he's a leader. I uh, can't speak high enough of, of him as a person. Uh, two of my three daughters have, uh, I've told you in the other show a few weeks ago, are hopefully not getting married too soon because we had a wedding person on the show, uh, but have worked for Cliff and uh, has paid great dividends. So he's he's deeply... I'm giving him this little plug, instilling into our youth and the next generation, and it's a pleasure to have you here. Hey, my pleasure to be here. So tell us a little bit, Cliff. We're going to jump all over the place today, but you've kind of grown up in Chick-fil-A. I mean, you tell me, how many years did your dad have a as, how, has your dad been an owner of a Chick-fil-A? So my, my father started in Bryan College Station, Texas as okay. a mall operator 34 years ago. Uh, was on the oil rigs, got tired of taking a helicopter to work and working around roughnecks and heard about this guy named Truett Cathy who was starting up this little chicken chain and was looking for entrepreneurs. And he was tired of working on oil rigs and told my, my mom that, hey, I'm going to start doing this chicken thing. Chicken uh, thing he huh? said, you've never even wor- worked in a restaurant. How, he, he just really believed in Truett and the Kathy family yep. and uh, kind of went out on a limb, left his engineering degree in the past and started selling chicken in a mall. And 34 years later, still doing it. I'm just trying to follow in his well, footsteps. Well, he's a good man. Uh, and, and, you know, it's funny. Um, we'll give a little shout, shout out to our friend Brian Shepard. But I remember the day he, he connected all the dots. But Brian and I had worked as my first job at Chick-fil-A in Market Square. I'm an Atlanta native. Uh, that's dating myself. But I'm letting our younger listeners know Chick-fil-A was primarily in malls, you know, back in the day. It wasn't so many freestanding stores. Yeah, that's what brought us to Atlanta. When freestanders started happening in the late 80s, dad was had a chance to get out of Texas, come back to Atlanta because he went to school at Georgia Tech. And uh, fortunately, I've been able to stay there, get my first restaurant here. That is is fantastic. Well, let's get into a little bit um, real quick. Cliff, you know, I know you're big into leadership, and let's talk a little bit. Have you read any books, like, for our listeners? They always say, Ryan, how do I learn? Jane, how do I learn? Anything you might recommend to a person out there as an aspiring business, you know, want to be an owner that you might recommend you've read recently that's had an impact on you? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I, I, I teach this book to uh, all of my, I, I try to read it at least once a year and I teach it to all my leaders as they come through and move from being what we would call a crew leader to a director inside the restaurant. 
Um, the book is called The Secrets, What Great Leaders Know and Do. It's written by someone named Mark Miller and I believe Ken Blanchard as well. Right. Uh, and it's a very big Chick-fil-A book actually also. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, The Secret of Leadership and it's an acronym uh, and that spells out the word serve. Uh, it's in, in the whole, in the, you know, the end of the story is great leaders serve, but each letter having an acronym, being, being part of the acronym, uh, tells a story which makes a great leader, whether it's in the restaurant or, you know, running your own business and, you know, out, outside of the food industry. Uh, but a, a book I absolutely love and, and teach, I mean, essentially every day inside the restaurant. Well, I'm going to throw it to Jane for, for to ask you a question in a second. She asked the better questions of the yep. two. I'm just the I'm just the, um, the prop guy. But no, in all seriousness, you uh, I'm I think you know I'm working on my doctorate in leadership studies, and uh, to see somebody embody everyone's talking about theories of leadership, but you actually got to do it. I mean, you can't just talk about it. And so when you're actually sitting down teaching people and explaining it to younger generations, that's powerful, and yeah. I, I commend you for doing that. Um, so without further ado, the one and only Jane Bishop now to ask a question. So Cliff, what, what, uh, that is a Chick-fil-A book. I get that. What is it about that book though, that you find applicable to your leaders? Certainly. I think that it's simple. Like leadership can sound like a very difficult exactly. task to tackle. Uh, yes. And, and many, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and it, it can be very theoretical and, uh, there's, there's, I mean, there's thousands of books on it too. And the thing that I like about it is it just keeps leadership very simple. And it's like, if you can hold on to these five values, you know, and you know, the S and the acronym for the serve is uh, see the future. And it talks about how great leaders have vision and need to be goal setters yep. and that the leader of the organization doesn't set goals or doesn't have good vision. Uh, no one's gonna know where to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and you know, we, as we walk through the rest of the book, like the E stands for engaging and developing. So it's about how the importance of engaging and developing people. The You're R, pulling me in, Cliff. Yeah. Keep, 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 keep them <laughs> keep coming. No, the, I mean, like, so the R is like reinvent continuously. Like we, th we think about Chick-fil-A drive-thrus. Yes. You know, it wasn't four years ago. We didn't even have iPads outside. And now we have iPads and iPads have reinvented how we've been able to uh, increase our capacity, put more cars through the drive through increase sales just by changing the way that we would take orders. And now we're reinventing, we're adding hip receipt printers so that we can not mm -hmm. give receipts away at the window. We can do it halfway up uh, inside the queue. So I'll we're vouch always, for you on that. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. always reinventing. I'll see you tonight, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, the, the V is about valuing results and relationships, which is the one that's one of the more difficult ones to, to teach in a way that uh, many of our, le our leaders are, are kind of already programmed one or the other, and we all are, there's a spectrum. If you think of results on the far left and relationships on the far right, we all kind of sit naturally one way or the other, being more relationships or more results oriented. Uh, and that's a very difficult uh, lesson for a lot of leaders to learn is that if it's not bad to be on one side of the spectrum or the other, you just have to understand that about yourself so that you can you try flex. and pull yourself you yeah, because a great drive-through is going to run well with the, someone who's very relational. That makes sure that guests are happy, but also the team around them is happy, uh, but also results-driven. We got to push cars to the drive-through. Yeah. Through. yeah. <laughs> well, and before you get to the E, I mean that's true because Jane teaches DISC as I do Myers Briggs emotional intelligence, and the whole thing is we got a left hand and a right hand, and the left hand is saying get them through, get them through, get them through. But if the person doesn't have a good experience. On the other hand, you go, oh, let's talk and chit-chat. Like, move, move up, yeah, move yeah. up. So it's that balance, I would have suggested, yeah. you're trying to say, hey, Absolutely. take your natural strengths, and, and it's good to know what you are, then flex it, right? Yeah, well, and, and the awareness of that. I mean, you can't make any shift or change until you have that awareness factor. But ba back to your yeah, acronym. Last one, he's got yeah, last e. one's E. It's a embody the values. You know, I think every company, every. I, I mean, I'm, I'll just take my own restaurant. I'm on Highway 78 in Stone Mountain. There are a dozen restaurants within a quarter of a mile from me, probably. 
if you ask every one of those restaurants what they stand for, they're going to say hot food, fast service, uh, kind, kind guests, you know, accuracy in the orders. There's a, a genuine hospitality feel. Uh, but I think one of the difference about Chick-fil-A is ensuring that we're not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. It's one thing to say you stand for hot food and you stand for uh, being kind to the guests, but to actually ensure that that is something you're striving for every single day. If you don't embody the values that you say you stand for, uh, you, you can't be a great leader and you can't have a great company. And the acronym itself spells serve, uh, which uh, at Chick-fil-A is what we do. Uh, regardless of how high you are up in the chain, it is an expectation that great leaders are going to serve. There's no resting on your laurels or just getting promoted and having people underneath you do your work. We try to lead by example. All of our managers and directors stay in operations throughout their entire shifts until certain parts to make sure that they're leading by example and staying involved inside the team. Well, and we were talking before we went on uh, air, Ryan, with, I was talking with Cliff. I often use Chick-fil-A as an example for the businesses that I work with about how you've done such an effective job of training yep culture embodying the culture and actually demonstrating it i can go to any chick-fil-a in any place and 99.9 and i always give the 99.9 because <laughs> we're not perfect i get the same experience whether i'm at a chick-fil-a in new york city or a chick-fil-a in texas and that is huge yeah it's difficult to do for certain yes it is <laughs> it is and well, no, I was just saying, in, in, in speaking, a matter of fact, this uh, PowerPoint I'm working on for the webinar next week, I'm going to use Chick-fil-A as an example, and my whole idea is value, okay? So, I, I mean, if I was just trying to eat chicken and fruit or whatever I get or saying I get the same thing every time they go, as the guy with the Cobb salad again in the water. But, but um, what I'm saying is how much does it cost a company? And let's, let's get away from Chick-fil-A, you know, to say I'll refresh your beverage in, in the store. How much does it cost a company to say my pleasure? How does how much my kids started saying my pleasure in my house? I'm like, yes. You know, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, no, no, we're not going back. What I'm saying is once those values are embodied uh, and people really make them their own, as you know, that's the secret to true leadership. I mean, you can talk to them, Cliff, all day long, I'm sure. But if they don't make them their own, they're going, okay, Cliff's not gone, so I don't have to say that anymore. Right. Yeah. And then they got to make it their own, right? Absolutely. Buy in 100%. And yeah, when we talk about making that consistency part of the brand, it is trying to find the team members that we can always coach skill to like if we look at any type of prospective team member we're always thinking all right uh character and skill like we can always teach skill but the difficult thing to teach is going to be character and we spend a lot of our selection time in the process not just my store but all chick-fil-a's finding potential team members and leaders that embody leadership character or high character therefore we know that they're going to be people that are already friendly and kind and are one going to go the extra mile there was a girl yesterday walked into the restaurant for an interview and uh, she did very well in her first interview enough so that my director of hiring came to me and said listen you you got five minutes you need to talk you need to talk to this girl and i sat down with her and i said well how many restaurants have you applied with on my my street she said you're the only one and i said and i said oh, okay i said why she said, well, there's just, I want to be a part of Chick-fil-A's culture and, mm. and what this mm. is. And, uh, and if we can find that, and, and when, I, when I got to know her, I all of a sudden high character person, very driven, very sharp, very personable. You know, she's, by the, the team members that we already had working there, she knew that we were setting a standard that she wanted to be a part of, that her character matched the character of the team members that were already there inside the restaurant. Uh, 
I often ask them. I often ask. Them, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, matter of fact, I was writing an online forum thing the other day, and I was showing some people. They said if you have to choose in hiring between a person of high character and high competence, what are you going to choose? I said always high character because I can teach them the other skills. They may not ultimately become a home run hitter on that, but if they don't have the character to begin with, you know, and have some potential to that, I can't teach them character. I can work on it, but you either have it and want to grow on it, or you don't. And that's what. I think, you know, it's important to say, too, every Chick-fil-A, even though the experience is there, it has its own DNA inside your own Chick-fil-A, sure. right? How, how do you define that, Cliff? You've been around all kinds of Chick-fil-A's. I mean, same values and standards, which I agree with Jane completely on, but maybe a little bit different in South Georgia or New York City than at your store because you're not going to do it exactly the same way, are you? Certainly. Uh, and I say that every operator, even though we're all selling chicken right. for Chick-fil-A, <laughs> for the Kathy family, we're all going to do it just a little a bit little differently. Different. And we're also going to try to find ways to make sure that we're staying very connected to our community. So uh, I'd say, you know, in, in our case, as we're hiring or as we're deciding what type of events, we're, we're thinking about what is going to represent our community well. What is a way that we can make sure that this restaurant is very well received in this community? And, you know, if we were in New York City uh, <laughs> working in Manhattan uh, or if we were in South Georgia and Vidalia, maybe certain things we would do would be different, but we're always trying to figure out how, what is the way that we can best serve the customer that comes down Highway 78. Now, our restaurant's very different than, you mentioned Brian Shepard. He's about six miles from me in my backyard. Only the high school that we share splits us. Right. Uh, but if you looked at the makeup of our business, it's drastically very different. different. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm much higher on a drive-through transaction aspect, and he's much higher on a catering aspect. Right. And uh, we both have to recognize you know, our businesses, even though we're only six miles apart, in the same county, separated by a high school, for where we're located, our businesses are drastically different and therefore we need to run them as, as such. And yeah. that's what I thought would be fascinating for you to hear because I know both these guys and locations and you would think, but it, I've seen and the business models can look, are different and yet they're both chick fil yeah. And that's what people get. So why don't we, Cliff, can you give our listeners an example of how your particular Chick-fil-A recognizes your community and those that come and give your store their business absolutely and you know we when we think about what is our customer or our guest or our community you know we almost in any four or five miles you can throw a rock and hit another chick-fil-a in atlanta and so we really look at sort of a two mile radius which isn't a very large radius for a normal restaurant you know an outback steakhouse might be you know more of a 10 mile radius they're they're trying to attract people there but with so many chick-fil-a's we try to play well that we're not competing against other Chick-fil-A's. The brand is big enough to where we can all grow. There's enough growth for all of us. We don't need to be fighting over who does what catering sale or who's involved with what church. There's enough for all of us if we go into that with the right mindset, a growth mindset. And so we look at our little two mile radius and we decide, you know, who is, what are the community organizations that we really want to be a part of that are not already working with another Chick-fil-A. Like we had a, a donation yesterday of about 210 meals. We were working through Must Ministries that had partnered with a local church on our side of town in order to feed children uh, from low income housing uh, that were not, you know, they're home for the summertime and they weren't yes. getting meals yes. during the school week. Uh, and so they were partnering with local organizations who would be willing to give food to feed uh, people and so this hey it's in our two mile radius this makes complete sense absolutely would love to sign up for this Lake Lucerne Baptist which is that church on our street that has always yep. the funny signs yep. yeah <laughs> they had they came to us they had a big community yep. event a week ago and say hey we'd love hey a donation if you gave coupons if you gave food I said oh my goodness you're in our backyard we'd love to do something and uh, by finding ways that like really our ideal community 
connection, which is within our little radius. Because being Chick-fil-A, we get a lot of requests. Sure for, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I was going to say, people don't realize the we degree of what Chick-fil-A, I'm just talking about your store, Cliff, yeah. of people reaching out to you going, you're yeah. Chick-fil-A, you're supposed to do it. And I'm yeah. not, I'll say it, you don't have to. Yeah. But you guys do a lot. And, and what we try to do is make sure that if, if it's a situation where this isn't really our organization because they're not necessarily in our community. We try to connect them with the store that is in their community. Uh, sometimes we get like the mass email. They send one to every Chick-fil-A inside Atlanta. And we, <laughs> see, say, see who's going to buy. And I'm like, hey, we just want to try and get this person connected to the right per, to, to the right place. Uh, but also just knowing our ideal customer. Our, on Highway 78, it's a fast-paced life. Like, get in the, it feels like every lane on 78 is the left lane some days. Uh, it's Everyone's moving fast and trying to go. And we're trying to have the fastest drive-through that we can. You know, we we know that we're actually a little bit larger on a drive-through transaction percentage than your average Chick-fil-A. We do about 65% of our business. I'm 10%. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you for that. <laughs> Only 10. Yeah. And your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We That's too. 15%. <laughs> My retirement fund yeah. going up. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to what you mentioned earlier, Ryan. Your dad got into Chick-fil-A, yep. Cliff, and still is owner owner-operator. Mm-hmm. Is that the correct terminology? Absolutely. So what, you obviously grew up with Chick-fil-A. So what was your interest in getting involved as a owner oh. operator? Well, as a punk teenager, uh, I despised Chick-fil-A for many years, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you fair. It's real. Yeah, I like it. Good, we good, could good. talk about working for your, your fa- what yeah. it's like working for your yeah. father. I, 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 I did work for my father one yeah. time. I get it. Yeah. So, well, and also just growing up, the, the volumes that the brand experienced uh, 20 and 30 years ago were much different than now. It's very humble beginnings, whether you were in a mall or the early freestanders mm-hmm. and the amount of uh, sales we have now. Like my dad's first year in the mall was $350,000. That was a full year of sales. And uh, we, we could do that in just over two weeks now oh, in absolutely. our own store. So you know, the volumes are obviously much different. And uh, so a lot of, we ate a lot of cold Chick-fil-A that was brought home <laughs> as a child. I actually went on strike when I was about 12 years old and I quit eating it. If you ever brought home, I just had cereal. Uh, but I worked for him. When I turned 15, he gave me a, um, a uniform uh, for a birthday gift. And I thought it was a joke. And he said, no, no, you're on the schedule Monday. Uh, so we'll... <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, but what I appreciate, uh, what's really drew me back to Chick-fil-A after I had a college um, college at Georgia Tech and a career in sales was a hunger to be an entrepreneur, to have the freedom that I desired, but mm-hmm. also uh, to work in a very specific type of business. Um, I'd worked for a Fortune 50 company and I wanted to partner with a company that would give me freedom to be a franchisee, to be an entrepreneur, uh, that would give me sort of like four or five things I really wanted, something community-based, uh, something very fast-paced, opportunity to lead from the front, and opportunity to work with kids. Uh, I always I describe my current job as owner-operator. I'm uh, part entrepreneur, part youth pastor, uh, and I love that. Uh, and I, I could always see myself maybe in a past life uh, either being a teacher or doing uh, youth pastor work or something to that degree. And uh, when Chick-fil-A, I kind of cycled back to Chick-fil-A in my late 20s, it was my dad that said, you know what, you would be a great Chick-fil-A operator. And I laughed him off. I said, no, no, no that's, uh, that's you, dad. He said, you should really look into it. And I started interviewing other operators outside of just my father. I spent a year actually interviewing one a month. And I found that really what they were doing inside the restaurant was exactly what I wanted to do. Mm. Be an entrepreneur, working with youth inside a community, something that was having an immediate impact in the area that I lived and worked. And uh, that's what brought me back to sort of chasing a dream with Chick-fil-A. You know, Cliff, I when, I, when I used to have, uh, when I worked at Chick-fil-A, they used to tell us we could have all the food we wanted 
uh, as one of the perks because what did I make three something dollars an hour when I worked there? <laughs> and and so Ryan here would bring two sandwiches, nuggets, ice cream. I was like the whoever the owner was. I was his worst nightmare. But whoever <laughs> it was, uh, it, when you know I'm working eighty hours a week now, I'm still the work ethic. But uh, it's just a great company and when we mentioned brian earlier i think he's a guy that i don't think he ever left you know he, he started right. and he, he stayed through and and there's people that do that there's also people that uh um, you know i've watched the growth i used to be in other cities speaking and, or, or go or consulting and they'd say there's this new place you need to try ryan and i'm like what is it and they're like it's chicken it's um i'm like chick-fil-a it's like mcdonald's in atlanta man <laughs> i mean not the food quality but it's everywhere but they were like this new place opened and i'm like you know thinking i'm waiting for the shock and yeah but you know being atlanta based and whatever is is phenomenal let me ask you a question before we forget we got cliff daniels owner operator of chick-fil-a stone mountain with us on the air jane bishop my co-host co-host of take the next step um cliff real quick let's go ahead and give those instagram and facebook you, if you have them do you remember the uh, handles yeah uh, facebook is gonna be at uh, cfa stone mountain and uh, on instagram it's gonna be cfa underscore stone mtn and i know uh, y'all post a lot of stuff on there yeah. and, uh, that's more active probably than just in today's world websites don't change all that much you get more photos and team members and so forth yeah we try to have fun with it uh, yeah. i was told one time several years ago instagram facebook it should be a, a personality of the it store versus an advertisement so we try to have fun with it we do team member tuesdays and actually, I think your daughter was on there a she couple was. days ago. And but, uh, you, but but what you do with that, you engage those other audiences. It's what we do with this show. It's, it airs live, and then it has a life well beyond that. But yes, uh, every post needs to. It's different in LinkedIn. That's a professional type po- you know post from a business person. This is being real, being fun, being authentic. And your store does have fun. And you know, I've gotten the perspective of you know, I see it enough times. But it needs to be fun. People are starved for fun in today's world, right? Well, it's true. And and Ryan, to that point, Cliff, you always use your you also use your team members. You said to make a shift in the local, regional, and national marketing plan. Tell us tell us about that and how you have involved your team members. C- certainly. So I, you know, for us, marketing has been a little bit of evolution. So I've been at the restaurant almost six years now, and. We started with uh, a lot of just sort of old ideas. Like, let's kind of go out of the old old school playbook. We'll do spirit nights, and um, we had a billboard, and we and there's you know a couple other things we were spending money on that, and then we we're figuring, you know what, the biggest thing, the biggest pressure we had in the business at the time wasn't necessarily growing sales as much as it was keeping talent, uh, and we've made a, a a pretty sizable adjustment in that you know our probably part of our greatest marketing strategy needs to be budgeted for. How do we keep talent? And how do we make sure that we're operationally excellent? And if we, that means keeping great team members, uh, it's, it's, never, it's never going to be just wage. Like for Chick-fil-A, like wage is, is gonna be part of the it's story. It's a factor. Yeah, yes. it's absolutely a, a factor. factor. Uh, but some of the other bigger factors, uh, we look like the real big ones, things like health insurance, uh, paid time off, uh, 401k. Uh, you know, these were, you know, items six years ago when I started weren't, you know, the only health insurance plan we had was me. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was me. And then um, c- come a, at the at the turn when uh, the Affordable Care Act passed, we were starting to become edged towards this uh, this apical large employer. And uh, we weren't at the time, but I said, you know what, this needs to become part of our strategy. And that's what actually sort of triggered me starting to think about it and look at it. And then I started to realize, you know, this is something that I could provide 
that could become a major benefit for an employee that they couldn't get somewhere else. And then all of a sudden they're going to have, you know, a, a loyal to me. It's kind of a handcuff in a way. Like we provide a great affordable healthcare option and Chick-fil-A's healthcare uh, is phenomenal uh, from, from someone who's seen, you know, how great the coverage is and then actually start to see team members almost lives changed by having it. Uh, I mean, it's something I could never go back on and it's worth every penny. It's a sizable chunk of my, you know, my, my monthly expenses, uh, but it becomes part of our talent strategy. And this, this if past my wife year, kicks me yeah. out. Can I jump on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so you've actually taken part of your budget, your, awesome. your store budget awesome. that, and, and created this, this insurance plan, the pay time off 401k, these extra benefits that become all of the pieces of the puzzle to keep the talent. Absolutely. That is That's huge. awesome. Man. Yeah. And you yes. wouldn't think that at a fast food restaurant, uh, you know, part of what we talk about when we make someone an offer is, uh, more than a wage. You would think, all right, here's your wage and here's your hours. Uh, but for me, it's it's going to be wage. It's got to be wage plus. So the four hundred one k is new. We're really excited about that. Started a safe harbor plan, and uh, they got to be forty hours. Of, how does that work? You got is it your full time people? You have to work for at least a year. Okay. Uh, I think it's at least, and once you hit at least one thousand hours, uh, you become eligible. Uh, health insurance is different. It does have an, a, a weekly, uh, a monthly. It's a, it's at least thirty hours. Like it maintains yeah, yeah full time. So at least thirty hours. Uh, but the uh, waiting period is is adjustable, and then we ch- we can we have the right to change that year to year. But we make yearly strategies, uh, and then as for like retaining and keeping leaders, uh, again, wage is just not enough. So we're doing paid vacation. Uh, we've started sick days and having personal days off, uh, paying huge. holidays. Uh, you know that way a leader doesn't have to work maybe an extra day during a week where you know they are forced to take a day off on Christmas or Thanksgiving when you know they actually would have maybe preferred to t- keep making money. Uh, so we're paying, you know, and it kind of goes back to how I felt like I was treated in my fortune, the fortune 50 company I worked for. Uh, these were just things that just, they gave us and I'm thinking, you know, why can't we sort of act like a, a fortune 50 company? Why can't we do things similar inside this hometown restaurant that would lead to employee retention? Uh, and the money's got to come from some part of the budget. And so part of it comes from marketing. And, and for us is that, you know, we got to market wiser. Uh, but also to understand that, you know, if we're going to spend money on this, it, it really becomes part of our marketing strategy. And so we've diverted some funds from what we would consider traditional marketing towards employee retention budget That's items. That's awesome because well, marketing does matter. Marketing does matter. I'm going to think of a show that... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Right. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that. that's. Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you, Cliff. We come to the last few minutes of the um, show. All right, there are people out there listening, and Jane and I get asked this all the time, and I'm sure you've been asked this. But they look at, well, Cliff, you have a business, must be nice, and Ryan, you go on vacation 80 times a year. That's <laughs> just an inside <laughs> joke between Cliff and I. But in all seriousness, uh, Jane, well, you can pick your spots to train and speak and consult, but I can't do that. You know, I'm stuck in a job I don't like. What's the first step? Uh, if someone wants to, 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 like you said, you spent a year uh, interviewing people. That's like qualitative research. That's yeah. almost enough for a dissertation, my friend. Um, <laughs> well, what I want to throw out there is what do they need to do? I mean, obviously, people are always going to say yeah, they need to be passionate. But what do they need to do to take that first step if they want to have something that's their own versus just complaining that they don't one day when they retire, maybe they can do it. Any suggestions? So I, I would say just from the entrepreneur spirit, I actually investigated quite a few different franchisee options. Like Chick-fil-A was kind of the, one of the last things on my list. Part of it was uh, I couldn't get my wife to sign up for the couple of the other ideas I had. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you got to have her. You got to have her. I had a couple of really good ideas that I was really excited about. Um, uh, but I, it really came down to those five things I talked about earlier, I have got to find the thing that will make me happy. Yeah. Like 
I had to do something fast paced. I had to have freedom. I had to have something in a community. I, I, I made this list of items and Chick-fil-A just sort of fell into that. Uh, you know, it helped that I knew the culture and I grew up in it. And, uh, but I knew that if I was going to be truly happy in a business, I had to find out what that was inside the things that really made me happy and excited. And then hopefully, and you know, and the, the six years, the, what the restaurant looks like now, and we've more than doubled our sales in, in the time since I've been there. And, um, you know, yeah, the things that the things that I, I could have been chasing would have been income and, you know, larger sales opportunities at the time. You know, that all came at the end of the rainbow when I found what I wanted to do because I loved this type of work. It was going to give me something fast paced. I loved that every day I'd be working with teenagers and youth. And then I got to build a business around what I love doing, just naturally how I was wired and looked fast forward to the end or where we're at right now. And uh, it's obviously been paid off, uh, not without sweat and tears, tears and, and anxiety effort. and gray hair and all the rest of that. Uh, but I wouldn't trade it because uh, I think the true entrepreneur. But you love it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Every day. You can, see, you can see the exude. And we might go a couple minutes longer today because we got Cliff Daniels here, owner of Chick-fil-A Stone Mountain. But one, one thing I was just going to say, Cliff, you, you can see that. And, and, again, I've had kids that have worked for you, and they just say, this guy loves what he does. And I love what I do, and Jane loves what I she does. I love what I do. But you can't fake that. Yeah. And if somebody, you know, it, it, you can put on the smile or whatever, but people can see through your actions. And one thing I wanted to just say I believe with every bone in me, every fiber in me, that learning is a lifetime experience. We, we've got to continually learn and be creative. And what we did yesterday with yesterday's press clippings are yesterday's press clippings. So I know you feel this way, Jane. I think you do, Cliff. You got, we always got to continue to be lifelong learners. There's always there's, there's principles of life, but there's always new ways of doing things to improve and grow. And there's always somebody in my audience with his arms crossed like, I've heard this before. Like, well, buddy, you're yeah. the guy needs just to go home, right? Yeah. Well, I think about it. it it, growing up in Atlanta, uh, I remember my dad talking about uh, what was called Boston Chicken at the time. I don't, so it's yeah. now Boston Market. Yeah. In 1990s, you know, Boston Chicken was happening, and they're going to be a billion-dollar company by 2000. Fast forward to 2000, Boston Chicken goes bankrupt, and Chick-fil-A becomes a billion-dollar company. Uh, you know, they've become now Boston Market. You know, Chick-fil-A realized, hey, we're going to grow slow. We're going to grow right. We're going to... Uh, we're going to continue to reinvent how we do this business, how we how we make sure that we're staying competitive, how we're staying top of mind, uh, how we're how can we be consistent? Uh, and I think great brands do that. Uh, yeah. And I think Chick-fil-A hopefully does a, a very well, a very good job of doing that. I mean, growing slow is, I think, a big part of that, too. Not never biting off more than they can chew. Uh, it's been very step by step methodical across the country, you know, uh, of doing all that kind of stuff. And I just want to just jump in real quick. Folks, uh, if you've just tuned in right now, you can listen to Marketing Matters on the second and fourth Thursday of each month at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You just go to businessradiox.com. You select the Gwinnett Studio and then click on the Listen Live button. Or if you're one of my Netflix, Amazon Prime streaming buddies, uh, you can enjoy our episode anytime, 24-7, by visiting businessradiox.com. Again, simply select the Gwinnett Studio and then click on Marketing Matters because we're coming to the end here again. We have Cliff Daniels, who's my friend, who's a colleague I have a lot of respect for, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A, Stone Mountain, and Cliff. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'll come back and, anytime. And thanks for all the nuggets. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You can't see it. The massive <laughs> yeah, spread no, we have the, here. Yeah, the can't, massive spread. We, but we thanks, do. For, <laughs> thanks for the nuggets of wisdom that you've shared with our listeners. He, 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 he sure has. And Jane, uh, 
uh, Jane Bishop dot live. Check her out. Absolutely. Training, teaching, one of the best in the business. So thanks again for co-hosting. Thanks, Ryan. Great as always. Well, folks, this has been another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. Thanks to the studio. I wish everyone to have a great week. And until next time, folks, make your marketing matter.